Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, today, I really want to talk to you personally. Uh, in actually a touchy subject, but also a freeing subject for us. And I want to go on two sides of the ledger for us. And I am talking about this today in our podcast because I need it more than anybody else listening to it. So I'm teaching it because I need it. And hopefully I will take my own advice and suggestions by the end of the show. So today I'm going to make it a little bit shorter. I don't know how long it's going to be, but stay with me as we go through. But this is going to be very, very powerful for you. In a previous um, newsletter or podcast, I talked about you know so the the oppression of political correctness, but I want to go to a, a part of that on the flip side of it, and that is this whole idea of being easily offended. You know, being offended actually is a dysfunctional psychological condition. And being offended, the only person that it hurts is you. And so if you are easily, if you're touchy, if you're easily offended, then this show is for you. If you are offended that I'm saying that you are offended easily, then point made. So let's just kind of get into this a little bit. And I'm going to talk a little bit on the other side of it is uh, what is the opposite of being offended? And that is this concept of love. You know, a friend of mine was doing his own podcast and I was listening to a story and he says, listen, I had a friend of mine who, you know, in the 50s was in New York City and he was a Jew or is a Jew. And he said, you know what? I had so many people attack me and my religion and just my, they were racist against me. And he says, the interesting thing is, is that even though they said offensive things, I never took it personally, I was never offended by what they said. And he said, one of the reasons that I was never offended, as soon as you are offended by what somebody says or does, you can't have relationship with them. And he said, I had all these businesses, people would say things to me, and eventually it would come around, and I just chose not to be offended by what they said. Now, we're not saying that what they said it was right or respectful. We just said that we're not going to, and he said he wasn't going to be offended. So here is the point, and I'm going to go in through some detailed items for us to look at as it's part of our building credibility and relationships with others. And it is a crucial step to be a successful individual in influence and or leadership in any format. Every single person listening to this has a choice of how you respond to what people say to you. And so in our three-step process for building credibility, translating is understand others, but the most difficult step what is what we call suspending, right? So let's kind of go into the root word of offend. Offend actually is you are hooked by others' actions. The root word in the Greek actually means you were baited or hooked. So let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic. 
Do you get offended? Do you get upset? Do you get taken out as part of that? Maybe somebody used a certain kind of language. And here's the problem with political correctness is there will always be somebody, if we use this offended sort of model, which is completely 100% dysfunctional, then that means is that every single person then has control over what you say or you don't say. This is not democracy. This is not freedom. I'm not saying that what people say is okay uh, per se, but the reality is, is that you have a choice not to be offended. Every single person, if you're a significant other, if your partner, if your kids, if your dad, if your mom, if you're offended by what your family says to you, if you're offended by what your client says to you, uh, or your customer says to you, then you are now taking yourself out. And as this gentleman was sharing, now I can't do business with you. Now I can't have a relationship with you. So let's go into deep down what is not suspending. Well, suspending, first of all, is a definition for us is suspending your frame of reference. In other words, you are gonna put, it's the opposite of being self-centered. You're gonna put somebody else's needs ahead of yours. You are not going to be the center of attention. Reason that you're offended is you didn't get what you wanted or needed, not what you wanted to be, how you wanted to be treated. It's all about you. It's all about being self-centered. And so I'm sorry, I'll talk about some personal stories here in a moment is that from uh, being successful in life, if you are never offended, look at the power that you in, look at the control that you have, look at the emotional sort of condition where you're not stressed. And so um, that doesn't mean that you don't listen to feedback or consider it. And I've done shows on feedback before, but the reality is if you're never offended, think about the power that you're in, that you're not taken out and you know that offense being angry is actually a, a very stressful in the biochemistry in your system. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. So not being offended, in other words, suspending your offense. In other words, I'm choosing at this moment not to be offended is you're setting aside all your opinions, your agenda, your wants, your needs, your fears, and then you can actually hear the other person. Now, it doesn't mean you need to continue the conversation um, etc. But now you're really in this place of power. So you're not being baited. You're not being hooked. Now, one of the individuals that I quote in our certification training, in our personal style indicator training, or the training around why aren't you more like me, is I quote Dr. David Burns, who is an MD, and he's wrote he's written the book called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, the clinically proven drug-free treatment for depression or anger or any of these kinds of things because he talks about how all of us have a choice. Here's Dr. David Burns' quote out of his book, directly at his book. He says, no matter how offensive or unfair others might appear to you, they do not, never did, and never will upset you. The bitter truth is that you're the one who's creating every last ounce of irritation frustration, even outrage you experience. Whoo, ow, that kind of is really hits at the heart, doesn't it? As far as, you know what? We're 100% responsible for our response, for our reaction to what somebody does. Again, I'm not saying that what they did was okay, but you getting hooked, you getting dragged in 
you're responsible for it. So I said to you, this is one of my most difficult things that I have to work on because I can get hooked. And interesting enough, usually where you get hooked the most for most people is those people that you care about most because they're you have some expectations. You have a certain way that you want them to react. And, you know, if it's a total stranger, it really doesn't matter to you. So I'm going to go through some, a 10-step sort of uh, outline that Dr. Burns shares in his book about what can we do to really not be offended, but also not to put pressure on ourselves and to move ourselves into a positive space where we're more loving, where really our focus, when we think about love, and I'll just get into that here in a second, is love is this unconditional position. And there's all these kinds of um, sort of comments out there that said love always wins. Well, it can, and, and it does if you actually embrace it. So let me just go through a list of 10 highly dysfunctional thinking or mannerisms that we that get us into sort of this offense place. So let me just, an offense is, can actually be internal to yourself where you're actually putting stress in yourself. Let's just go through uh, this list for you. And then if you can't remember it, if you're driving, then go back and just replay this as part of the podcast because it's very, very valuable. You know, first of all, when we think about uh, dysfunctional thinking that can create into or lead into offense is all or nothing thinking. Well, you're always that way. You're never this way. You know what? That is not a true statement. Always and never are not true. Usually what it would means is, you know, sometimes you act that way. Once in a while, you do this with me. And so when we do all, you know what? I never get a break. Well, those are all or nothing thinking in that's personal and or relationships with other people. You're never kind to me. Well, I'm sure there were kind once in the last 10 years, so never doesn't apply. Number two is overgeneralization. You know what? All those people are like that. Or whenever I do that, they this is the way that they respond. So overgeneralization is that we just kind of brush everybody with this white brush. And you know what? Life is more granular than that. There's more specifics than that. Is sometimes item number three is a mental filter. And it's amazing how, amazing how I might give you an entire story. And in that story is one item that's of concern to you. And then you fixate on that one item. And so your mentor, mental filter conveniently leaves out the whole story, some of the details, and you dwell then on this one item. What do you mean you did whatever and then you miss the rest of the story. So that's dysfunctional think thinking for you. Number four is have you ever jumped to a conclusion on behalf of somebody else or read their mind or inserted uh, some words or finish a statement for somebody else? You know, they're having a conversation and they're sharing it and they may be not sharing it as quickly as you'd like to. And then you finish the statement for a minute. Well, that's not suspending. That is trying to, you're jumping to conclusions, you're mind reading, and so that's dysfunctional. Another item, number five in David's book, is talking about disqualifying the positive. You've met some individuals that discount the positive. The other thing is, is when we think about moving away from offense and moving into love, one of the things there is your ability to love 
others is equal to or less than your ability to receive love. So if your heart is closed, if it's um, bitter, if it is offended, then you're not going to be able to receive love. So my ability to love other people is going to be predicated on the fact that I can receive it. So disqualifying the positive and only focusing on negative, I've done other shows on you know learned optimism in the 25-year study that proved that pessimism and optimism does predict your success, so keep that in mind. Number six, uh, doing magnification, making a mountain out of a molehill, where you kind of get, there's this little thing that just happened and you're going on and on where really it, you're trying to be right. It's insignificant. It's just a little blip along the way and you're trying to make it like a life-threatening event and you are minimizing it or uh, creating a catastrophe as a result of it. Either way, as far as the magnification, it could be big or it could actually taking something that's really important and making it small. Number seven, emotional reasoning. Assuming, this is interesting, you know, assuming that your feelings actually reveal the truth. Do you imagine that? Your feelings actually don't necessarily reveal the truth. Your feelings are your feelings. I don't deny them for you. But the reality is our feelings don't always uh, represent what the truth is. It is just you and how you responded to it. That So that's how I, you know, you were being this way. Well, we know in marriage counselors uh, counseling, we hinder or we stop couples from saying you versus I felt this way. And I felt this way is you own your emotional response to say, well, you were being mean. No, no, I felt you were being mean. I felt uh, disrespected. doesn't mean they were disrespectful. That's because your emotional re reasoning isn't necessarily linked to the truth. You know, have you ever been in, if you have a partner, a significant other, or maybe have a business partner, have you been in a discussion where both of you are adamant that you are correct, meaning one of you is certain it happened this way, the other person is certain it happened the other way, and you are both convinced that is what occurred. So there you go, is that emotional kind of response, this is, so can you both be right if it's polar opposite? The reality is, is that our feelings don't necessarily reveal the truth. Number eight, we've seen this before, heard this before, and that is should statements. You know, you should have done this, you should have done that. Now, there are some things where um, there is responsibility requirements, and when we think about, you know, locking up the gate before you go, it's a requirement that you turn the alarm on before you go, but can I sh stop shooting on people? And, you know, there's different ways you could take that statement for sure. But you, same with yourself, well, I should have been this way. What you can do is learn and say, well, next time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be more uh, paying attention to your feelings. I'm going to be more empathetic and respond to those. Number nine, and this is very important, is interesting, and this happens so much uh, in social media and in Facebook, where people will say and do things that they would never do in person is labeling and mislabeling individuals. So instead of talking about the behavior, you attack the personhood. So you say, well, he's a jerk or uh, other words that are more demonstrative versus, you know what? He really wasn't paying attention when I was talking to them and he was kind of 
uh, being um, self-absorbed with his phone. So that's different than saying, okay, being a jerk. Number 10 is personalization. And here's what we mean by that is, you know, in psychology, if you blame yourself all the time or there are some events that occurred and you play the victim and uh, those that's not healthy for you. So when you're thinking about not being offended, including yourself, all of these dysfunctional thinking list, and you have maybe you have to listen to it again, go back and replay it, is this is contributing to a negative situation for you and for others. Now, one of the other reasons that we want to make sure that we're never offended, and there's, there's some biological reasons, and that is Dr. John Gottman's work. Dr. John Gottman is a relationship researcher out of Seattle, Washington, U.S., and John's work is really around couples. And what John did is he took couples that had a, an issue that was really creating conflict between and in their relationship. And what he did is he actually put them on a chair with a motion sensor. They called it a jigglometer. They put cameras on the individuals. They put a blood pressure cuff on them, they put an EKG on them, they put sweat monitors on them. In what he proved, they called it the love lab, but it's not what you think. It's really around how people who love one another, what occurs to them when they don't suspend, when they get offended, when they let what the other person has said or done get under their skin. In other words, you get hooked, you've been baited into this argument or into this discussion. And here's what uh, Dr. Gottman proved, is that when your heartbeat goes over 100 beats per minute, non-athletic, you, you now move into a state of irrational behavior. You, are, you, you cannot then manage what you say and what you do. Have you ever been hooked where you got upset, you kind of got angry, and then you said and did something that you regret. Here's the deal. You cannot have a rational conversation once you are offended, once you are hooked, once you have not suspended. So once your heartbeat goes over 100 beats per minute, non-athletic, it's going to raise the flush of chemicals into your system, and you're going to go into your reptile-type brain, and you're going to say and do things that you are going to regret. Now... Uh, Dr. Anderson, who founded CRG, has worked with law enforcement for 40 years. And in that, we ask the question when we do our certification, our three-day certification to learn about our tools and resources. And if you're a professional developer and want to learn more, then just uh, go to our site, crgleader.com, and learn more. However, what Terry did with the um, you know 40 years in law enforcement, and we continue to do training in that space, is what is the most unpredictable situation for law enforcement officers to go into? Can you think of what that might be? And the answer is a domestic dispute. And why is that? Because these individuals are over 100 beats per minute, non-athletic, they're not thinking rational, they're not trying to get away. You will have seemingly normal individuals who get completely ramped up 
And as an officer, it's completely unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do. They, they're, really, they're not thinking right. And so that's why the, we say and do things that are inappropriate when we get offended. We, we take issue, we withdraw, we get angry. Now, what Dr. John Gottman does, he said, you know what? As a couple, here's the reality, or in a leadership format. So let's say one of your employees does something and it makes you angry and you get kind of over 100 beats per minute. Now is not the time to have this conversation with that employee. You're, you're going to say and do things that could permanently damage the relationship. Because remember, when you're off in offense, then you actually can't maintain relationship. You're not in it right now. You can't be, be offended and be in love at the same time. We need to learn how to self-soothe. Well, think about it, parenting. Why is there a timeout for a four-year-old? Because at that moment when they're really worked up, and you know how they get <gasps> not even breathe because they're just so worked up, is they're having a time out because they need to chill, need to calm down before you can have a conversation that will sort of get through to them. The absolute number one strategies, you need to walk away from that. You need to chill. You need to calm down. What Dr. Gottman calls it is, I need to figure out a way to self-soothe which means what is it I need to do, think about, do, go for a walk, take some deep breaths and move myself out of that 100 beats per minute because that's what happens with being offended. And you know what? Being offended has consequences. So I'm going to ask you this question. Where in your life do you get easily offended? What situations personally and professionally take you out. You, 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 when that happens, you get hooked immediately. You know, you know, like when people have road rage or in New York, they have sidewalk rage, Wh whatever that is. When somebody does that, then you get hooked, you get ticked, you get upset, you get angry. And by the way, the being offended means I don't care what you think. This is the way that we're doing it. You jump to conclusions, you interrupt people. You make me so angry. This, these are the things that people say when they're offended which is completely your responsibility. Remember, it is a choice. It is always a choice if you're going to be offended or not. And then, of course, we teach with our style tool. You're either in control of your style, your style's in control of you. So sometimes offense can actually lead to sabotage. So you won't maybe lash out angrily, but you will sabotage a relationship or I'm going to get even in a different way, a quiet sort of manipulative way. That's just as bad for it. I want you to think about where in life are you getting taken out? Because if we're going to manage this, in other words, remember, your offense is a choice. So if somebody uses language that's offensive, it's still a choice. You know, how is it in the national or, you know, in the baseball league with umpires where they're getting screamed and yelled at, where for the most part, 95% of the time, they're yelling at each other, but they're not actually getting hooked. And the reason being is they actually practice it. They practice it uh, preseason where they yell at the umpire so that they actually get used to the fact that somebody's giving this feedback and they're just going to stay and stand their ground and not get hooked. And then the next question I have for you, what has this cost you personally and professionally? What has it really? So I'm just going to share you my story. And this is not as prevalent. In fact, it's, it's way less than it used to be. It's like 90% gone. But in the past, 
maybe a decade or two ago, one of the things that I would get offended by, what I would get not suspend, where I get hooked, where I get upset, where I get baited, is when professional suppliers to CRG and to our company did not keep their promises and kept uh, delaying uh, keeping their promises or misrepresented. So I would actually, you've done this, maybe, uh, maybe you haven't sent a flaming email, flaming voicemail, uh, or in person and just uh, got angry, upset with them. And what I found is, I mean, that just broke relationship. And then in some cases it cost us, we, we weren't doing business with them anymore. And that's because I, this wasn't that the accountability wasn't appropriate, but I didn't suspend my offense moved into not suspending. I got hooked. I got baited. I got upset. It's that upset mindset, that being offended mindset. Now, I'm not saying that what they did was okay, that it was to our standards, but I actually burned bridges. And so I don't, for the most part, do it anymore. I've learned, matured through this process that I'm teaching here. So my encouragement to you is where is it that you're getting offended? Now, I do want to throw one extra bonus for you here today. And that is, what about offense to inanimate objects? What do you mean by that? You know, if you get upset or offended or angry at a computer when the program fails, I'm not saying, you know, don't be frustrated, that, that occurs. But what if you get angry and you get over 100 beats per minute? because that computer uh, has quit for the third time and you throw the computer against the wall or you smash the mouse or whatever. What that is doing in your system, just so you know, is you're practicing an anger response. Hang on, time out. You know, when you are picking on your car, on your computer, whatever it is, you are practicing an anger response. So stop that. I want you to pay attention to that because that's where you're going to get hooked or baited or offended quicker with other individuals very, very quickly if you're practicing in all other elements in your life. You want to stop doing that. You know, where uh, there's these uh, rooms where you say, take out your frustrations and anger on the wall. It actually does the opposite. That actually you're practicing anger response instead of venting is helping you. It's, it, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. The other thing that I really want to challenge you is what can you shift? What can you do differently? What mindset, what frame of reference, what thoughts, what choices can you make so that you are not going to be offended in the future? You, you are going to stay grounded. You're going to stay centered. Again, it doesn't mean that what the person did is okay. So let's say an employee stole from you. You could scream or yell or whatever. You still might fire them, but you don't have to get angry about it. We also know that if you get offended or angry at your child in their four, five, six years of age, they know that they've hooked you. You've been baited in and all the research shows is you're no longer affected because they've got you and you let them get you. Remember Dr. David Burns' quote, nobody offends you unless you let them. And here's the other side. You know what? If we were to run our life by every single person who is offended by what we do or not do now, we wouldn't have a life. You know what, get over the self-centeredness. Everybody's offended, get over yourself. 
And so this is really the opposite of focusing on others, which is the highest level of self as far as contributing, is that when we're self-centered, then that's why you're offended, because it's all about you. It's not about the other people. It's not about what's important globally. Or you're not even respecting that person's right to have their own opinion. Now, so what I'd like you to do is can you share with somebody else uh, some of the insights you've gained from this? When you share it with somebody else and talk with them, and maybe it's somebody that you're getting hooked with, well, that's even more valuable because that's going to take some courage, and you're going to talk with them about it, and you're going to do it when you're calm, and you're going to be sort of off the grid. You're not going to be hooked up and all ramped up. You know, start respecting the, the fact that um, people can have other thoughts and ideas. And you know what? What if I'm offended with the fact that you're offended? Now we're in a circular argument that goes on forever. The only person you can control, I know this is not what you'd like to hear, is yourself. Your response, how grounded you are, what you think, every single time you have a choice. Now, some, some individuals, they have now embraced their anger as an identity thing, and that's how they sort of show up. Well, that's dysfunctional. And, you know, go see a counselor, go get some help for that. I'm not saying that we haven't been through stuff in our life that might, quote unquote, lead to a reason you're being that way, but it still doesn't make it right and it still is not um, good for you. But the final kind of comment here is the opposite of this is love. Now, love, there's a book out actually called Love is a Choice. In, uh, in Mort Fortell's book on marriage, he talks about that love conquers all. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is accepting. Agape love is accepting that person unconditionally. Oh, man, I suspect that's one of the hardest things that a person can do. I mean, I can't do it on my own. As a person of faith, that's the only way that I can do it. But I mean, you do it your way, whatever works for you. But is when we think about love, love is in this place where there's safety. Love in this place where there's acceptance. Love is in place where there aren't uh, expectations of others. Or, and that's where a lot of relationships, or most relationships, in fact, break down, is unmet expectations. So love is just in this place. Now, it doesn't mean we help people get better and if they're inappropriate in their behavior, because I talked about credibility and that our behavior is having impact around us, that still is there, is the other side of it is, is that I can make a choice to be in love. You know, even our friend Brendan Bouchard, as a colleague, I've never met Brendan, though we've, um, you know, watched him many times on his YouTube, in his book, Motivation Manifesto. That was one of the items he put in there he is talking about how can we get into this space of love. Now, a lot of people talk about peace, and that's important, but really it is based out of love where I can be accepting. I can be honoring to be uh, different individuals, different perspectives. I might not have to agree with you. That's not what we're talking about. We're not saying that that person's behavior was even appropriate. But what we are saying is that you didn't get hooked. You didn't get offended. You are able and you've learned and you've developed the skill of suspending. It is actually in the interpersonal skill set that we have in transforming leadership. And so many leaders don't know how to do it. But my encouragement is, is that you can. You know, offense, as we wrap up today, offense is a choice. 
And I didn't say it was easy. It's one of the most difficult things for me to do because inherently, I believe that people are self-centered. You, we, we have to move out of self into really putting other people as a priority or just not letting other people offend us. Meaning, here's the power of this whole thing goes right back as I conclude. David says it right. He says, nobody has ever offended you, irritated you. You have made that choice. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that awesome? Is this very second, this very moment, you can make a choice <clears throat> to not be offended, to not uh, be upset over what's going on. That's pretty powerful stuff when the fact is it doesn't rely on anybody else. You don't need my approval. You don't need anybody else's approval. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate all the listeners. At the same time, if you feel comfortable, we'd sure uh, um, love it if you could share it, if you could pass it on, let other people know about the show, uh, like, leave some positive comments about the show. If you want to learn more about some of the work that we have, then of course, go to crgleader.com or kenkeys.com, K-E-N-K-E-I-S. As always, thank you for listening to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keys. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.